Hello, and welcome to the very first interview of The Scholar Show. I'm Kevin Winterburn, and in this episode, I'm interviewing Britta Timpt. Britta is a fourth-year psychology student uh, who achieves skulls. Uh, she's also the chair of the Psychological Society. Britta is one of the most well-spoken and thoughtful individuals I've ever met. Hopefully this episode is interesting and you get something out of it. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Britta. Welcome to the Scholar Show. Thanks very much. Uh, so do you want to tell me a bit about yourself? Because I don't really know you that well personally, if you want to just say a few things. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Britta. I study uh, psychology and sociology. Um, I'm in my fourth year in Trinity. Um, 22 years old. Uh, I come from a small town in the northwest of Germany. Right, interesting. And, yeah have been living in Dublin for the past three years. Oh, um, really? So you've only yeah. went to Dublin recently? Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So why did you choose to study psychology? Um, I think, like many people, I had kind of different alternatives in mind, and um, I kind of took a long time deciding and dwelling on it a bit and reading lots of kind of like course descriptions online that all yeah. kind of sounded similar but not really <laughs> so, so what was like the deciding moment do you have any kind of like moment you remember where you um, were just like... I think it really I think it was more like that it kind of crystallized itself into saying that I wanted to do psychology with sociology and psychology was always kind of the bigger um, priority in that mm-hmm. but I actually really enjoyed doing sociology as well in the end so I took a gap year after finishing secondary school Oh, and right. I think in the, but I, I probably, um, I, I thought I really needed that year to decide, um, but I think I'd probably decided by the time other people started college that it was psychology that I wanted to do. Uh, so I had a year left, which was uh, funny. But yeah, um, that was, that, I think having the time to kind of think about it and research a lot really helped. And um, in the end, I just kind of felt like I knew, but I'm also really lucky that it worked out for myself. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. I was kind of the same, like I... Um... I kind of decided on the spur of the moment really looking back on it it was not a good not a well thought out decision but it's worked <laughs> out really well so far so yeah um so do you want to describe briefly what skulls is uh, um, just for people who might know what yes it is. um so the foundation scholarship i think is the official name is a scholarship that is offered to students in trinity um, if you want to go for it, you sit kind of extra exams in your second year of college after Christmas, just before starting the second term, Hillary term. Um, and they're meant to kind of test your knowledge of your course, but then also kind of a, li- a little more general knowledge and understanding and mm-hmm. ability for your course, I guess, um, outside of, you know, what you kind of learned in lectures and stuff. Um, and if you get a first in overall for those exams and then there's you know etc other kind of regulations that you need to um, or other like criteria that there are then you get um, lots and lots of perks and privileges (laughs) and so um, for psychology specifically how does the exam structure work is it based on first year and second year or is it yeah so 
Um, so the way it worked for me, which was um, two years ago, mm-hmm. um, so it might have slightly changed, but I think the way it worked for me was that you had to do uh, four papers. Um, one of them is a general paper that yeah. has nothing directly to do with any particular module that you do, but I think they kind of pick something from every every module and then right. a couple generally general questions um, about the discipline and stuff. Um, and then you choose from the modules that you've had in Michaelmas in uh, your second year and Michaelmas and Hillary in your first year, and um, you choose three more modules. Um, if you're a single honours and if you're TSM, you choose one extra module and you do two for your other subject. Um, so four papers or four exams um, in, in total. Right, and those are all on topics that you actually have you've done them in college, but then there's extra work on top yeah, of those. So Aside from the general paper, the other three um, exams that you take correspond to like whatever modules you've taken or whatever modules you choose. So you can do it on neuroscience, you can do it on perception, you can do it on developmental, etc, etc. Um, and in that, in those papers, like they will ask about the stuff that you actually did in your modules. Um, but like something that people always say about skulls is that you're meant to like kind of in order to get a first in like skulls exam, you're meant to go a little bit further than like what you've discussed in the course. So you'd write your nice essay about topic X, Y, Z, and then you would try to generalize from it a little bit or bring in further readings that weren't on the reading list, all that kind of stuff. I guess you did skulls. And did you always want to do skulls when you started or was it kind of like something that you just wanted to try and see um, how it went? I think for, for context, what I should say is that um, I kind of come from a financial situation where um, I needed to kind of supplement the money right, that okay. was there. Um, and I was quite aware that Dublin was very expensive. And I think in my first year especially, yeah, that just really became clear to me that there needed to be kind of more um, money there. And um, I'd heard about skulls before coming to Trinity. I don't think I really understood what it was right. until people kind of started talking a bit about it during the second half of first year, maybe. But I think I did kind of have an intention to go for it mm-hmm. by the summer before second year. Yeah, so that's really good. Um... So when did you start, uh, like, when did you start studying for skulls? Or did you start at some point, or were you just kind of studying all the time? Mm. Um, so I think um, this is this is something that lots of people wonder about, and I think it's super fair, because you're kind of like, yeah. oh, like, does it even make sense for me like to you... start at this stage, or whatever, and, um, yeah. But I think for myself... I think I had some like really big aspirations that like I would study the summer before second year when I was at home and like working in a cafe and volunteering and all this kind of stuff and I absolutely didn't like I um I don't think I think I came back into college and I kind of started from like week one or whatever to think about like how I'll structure my time and stuff so I think I was from week one or two like I was in the library a lot and I was doing lots of readings kind of like in parallel with what we were doing kind of what you're meant to do but never really do do (laughs) but I I didn't start revising until like after I'd finished my essays for sociology in like around Christmas time and then I took a long break and um 
yeah I don't know I don't think my story is kind of how you should do yeah, it no, it's kind of just that doesn't matter yeah it's um, kind of just how it went just out of interest uh, you might know the answer to this but how yeah. do you imagine Christmas exams this term is the first Christmas exams uh, Trinity has ever done in like 50 years or something. Yeah. How do you imagine that would affect people studying for skulls? Mm. Um, so I think it kind of depends. I, I've thought about this and I think like on the one hand, I can kind of imagine that it could help even because you're kind of you're getting yourself into that study mode before christmas you're already like yeah. revising things and stuff and then ideally depending on how you pick your modules and depending on what your lecturers say you need to revise for scholars versus for the christmas exams it might work out in your favor for some of them mm -hmm. then i can also imagine that it can be a bit more like kind of draining and stuff to go through exams then yeah, have christmas and then you directly go into studying for other exams right I think we'll have to see, but I definitely also think that like this will be the situation for everyone, and not that like skulls is graded on a bell curve or whatever. Right. But like I. Everyone's in the same yeah, situation. Yeah, like I think, like obviously it's it's not ideal, but um, I think you can still give it a shot and, yeah. So, say, just on a general day to day basis, what does your typical morning look like so kind of do you have any typical routines that you do or if you don't that's fine mm -hmm. do I have routines <laughs> uh, the, the snooze button is patient routine, <laughs> <I think. laughs> although not as much now in fairness I don't yeah um and then what else um I definitely have breakfast I know some people don't um I shower, I brush my teeth. Um, this comes in a different order, obviously. But <laughs> so you don't have kind of a rigid routine that you No, kind of... no, it's not It's not rigid. I think um, when I'm pressed for time, it kind of becomes rigid because I only do mm -hmm. the stuff that's like necessary to get me out of the house, uh -huh. looking like a human being that can present themselves to the general <laughs> public. Um, and being well fed. I drink coffee every morning. That's I, I think I am very strict about that. <laughs> I think that's good because then like if you're just a normal student who doesn't think you can get scars, well... <laughs> no, I, I, if you take anything away from this, I think. And if you think you're doing scars, you're just kind of like, like kind of feeling pressures around being excellent academically. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. I know a lot of scholars. Um, it's like really no i i know it can be intimidating but it's really like they are normal people we like sit together uh -huh. and because i live with or last year i lived with people who got skulls as well in mm -hmm. halls um because scholars get to have free accommodation in halls basically and like we like sat around the table drinking tea chatting about i don't know <laughs> like i'd like general shite to be honest so <laughs> you're a normal student like everyone yeah. else I think some, like some people do seem a bit odd. like very serious and maybe a bit odd as well yeah um well, i but... think that's the same in like in every situation well in, when people think of scholars they think that the scholars are kind of like superhuman you know i know yeah and i, I guess this is kind of the aim of this podcast is a kind of a bit of an expose on scholars to show that they're not exactly yeah. superhuman they're just like normal students oh well, definitely but they might do something one or two things that maybe you don't do or, mm. um so then during your exams do you have any different routines or is it does it become more or less rigid when you have say the week before an exam um yeah i think i'm more strict about getting enough sleep probably mm -hmm. but then when it gets really really bad obviously that yeah. kind of 
suffers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I try to look at things, um, like to look at notes um, over breakfast or give myself like an hour of time before leaving for an exam venue to look mm -hmm. at notes. I find that helpful, but maybe that's also just because I don't get to it the night before <laughs> or whatever. So. Yeah, that's really interesting because uh, I know a lot of people who study the morning before an exam. Well, if it's an early exam. Yeah. I, I, I would never do that. Like I find it really hard to study in the morning before, yeah. unless the exam was in the afternoon. Mm. but uh, I just find I get more anxious when I study it. that's so fair yeah I think for me it's more like I start thinking about oh if I like if I sit in the exam thinking I should have looked at this in the morning and then I'd be like oh like but I didn't mm. that I'd feel bad then yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. so I'm like trying to preempt that anxiety by <laughs> just being yeah, like yeah. I look at this now but, but like it might be a psychological thing where like oh psychology <laughs> um, where I might like look at them look at them and i'm tired and absolutely nothing goes in yeah. but i feel like i've done something well, and you, i think if you know if you need to trick yourself sometimes and it works for you then that's also okay exactly whatever works for you i guess yeah um, but i always see people studying in the morning and i'm just i always wonder which one it, I, obviously there's no right one but i wonder which one would be better for me yeah that's um, fair because uh -huh. like obviously i would probably take in a few more things if i studied in the morning but i'm wondering if that anxiety that i get from studying mm -hmm. is worth the extra things i get that's fair, yeah. But like, there's no answer to that. That's my own problem. <laughs> um, so, other than coursework, do you read much, or do you do you have any books that you really like to read, or any types of genres or anything? Um, I love reading. I don't do it enough, but I, over the summer, I I read a bit more, and I really really enjoyed it. Um, like, are we talking kind of like just genres of novels, or so, like just non-fiction, fiction, whatever you want. Um, so one really good book that I can recommend for people who are, well, this is not necessarily about study, but, um, I don't know, I just find it, you know those things that you find really good and you kind of want everyone yeah, yeah, to know yeah. about them, yeah, so it's called, um, 80,000 Hours, and it's, um, that was written by people in an organisation called 80,000 Hours, mm -hmm. and the idea behind it is, it's non-fiction, um, the idea behind it is that on average you have 80,000 hours in your career or in mm -hmm. your, like, kind of, like, professional um, life on, on the basis of like kind of a nine to five day mm -hmm. um, and that for people who have it as a goal or aspiration that with their career with their job they want to kind of do um, some sort of a they want to make some sort of a positive impact mm -hmm. that book is all about thinking about how you can best make that positive impact on the basis of kind of your skills and your interests and stuff. That sounds really good. And that's, a, that's just kind of a collation of piece of advice and research that I've never seen before, mm -hmm. but that I that really resonated with me because that's something I think about a lot, like yeah. wanting to do yeah, something yeah, meaningful yeah. kind of. So 80,000 hours by, is there an author or is it just 80,000 um, hours? Yes, there is. Um, I don't, I forget though, I don't remember. I'll look it up. I will, um, um, there'll be show notes for this on the website for the podcast, so they'll be able to, you'll be able to get them there if you want yeah, to find this. Yeah, and put in the link or something, yeah. Perfect. Um, so, if you could have only one item, device, service or material to study with, what would it be? Mm. I don't know, that's very difficult. Just like it would be very easy to just say a laptop true yeah you can say laptop. but yeah. i would i would be very sad to give up on kind of like paper and i don't know i love making notes and like 
colour coding. Do you have any <laughs> special notebooks or anything that you have? Uh, not really. I think what I do is like I would kind of like I think I would start out kind of summering things on my laptop and stuff, and then mm-hmm. when it comes to like you get a bit further into study and stuff, you I would like take a four sheets and break the topic up and then kind of work with like post-its for like a particular point and stuff and then do red post-its for like criticisms or whatever and that <laughs> right. kind of sounds, shite sounds so like we can get into that a little <laughs> bit more in a second um just one thing i find really invaluable is a kindle because um, oh. i get the the ebooks from say online for our coursework and then i put it onto the kindle and yeah like I hate reading books online on a computer, mm. but when you put it's on the Kindle, it's yeah. so much more comfortable. Okay. Um, I would recommend that to anyone who was interested. Yeah, in very nice. I not spending that. a lot of money on books. Yeah. So you were talking about your kind of typical study session there. So say you're sitting down, your week before an exam. What do you do? Like, what, where where do you like to be? What is it that you like to have around you? And mm-hmm. um, so. The fourth floor in the Usher is a terrible place to study with horrible lighting and you should never go there. Um, I go there all the time and I really don't recommend it. Um, no, I that's kind of, I don't know, I, I, th- I guess that's kind of that where my spot was the last couple of years. I really like how bright it is and stuff and um, yeah. Oh, are you just saying that so people don't go yes. there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was why you were laughing. That you, it was clear. And I, uh, I don't make my sarcasm clear enough. Um, no, yeah, but obviously I want everyone to know about good places to study. Hey, don't take Britta's study space. <laughs> yeah, I will. More, I will come at you. Say more uh, locally, like what would you like to have? Yeah, have okay. Ideas? So I, I would be there with my laptop and stuff, obviously. Um, I think... Yeah, I work with, um, like, different, like, yeah, I think I do the A4 sheets with, like, different post-its and notes and all that kind of stuff. I think it really helps me to, like, visualise things, so um, I think I would start, I would have started off kind of maybe doing readings and stuff for study, um, I guess particularly in psychology for the, like, year three and four, you do kind of need to do, like, lots of, like, reading of journal articles, they don't really give you textbook Mm-hmm. Um, chapters to read that much anymore um, so I would have kind of had that as my and the lecture slides and stuff as my basis and then I would try to kind of like condense that into something that I can work with better um, in terms of the knowledge I would want to have for a particular exam question um, that sounds really good so you, do you remember did you, you did neuroscience in uh, I did in yes second year or first year in, I did it in first year, yeah. You, so did you, you do Shane, it? Shane I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember his first uh, lecture where he was saying the, about um, retrieval practice? Retrieval practice. Yeah, so I you, think that stuck with a lot of people. So, do you want to briefly explain what retrieval practice is for people who don't do psychology? Yeah. So the I from what I remember, um, the idea behind retrieval practice is that. Um, in order to get things from your short-term memory, which is where things are when you're kind of like reading things and studying, um, into your long-term memory so that you can retrieve it later in the exam. And the kind of one of the tricks, or we, we often think like in order to do that, we need to read things loads and loads of times, um, we need to read over things, maybe write things down or whatever in a different way. Um, but what research shows, what works the best is to kind of simulate what you'd be doing in the exam anyway, which is you don't have any of your notes and you need to write things down and to do retrieval practice. So practicing, remembering your notes and stuff 
um, without having any kind of like help. And then even if that doesn't work out the first couple of times, it's so effortful that um, it's really effective at getting things into your into your long term memory. I don't is that kind That's of. That's a really good summary. I think that pretty much hits the nail on the head. But um, how would you then implement that technique into, or do you implement that technique into your when you say studying perception? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't have to do perception, but <laughs> I know that's a really tough one. Um, yeah, I think um, there's lots of different ways to do it. I know that there's um, kind of like flashcard services online where you like type in your own content on the flashcards and then it shows you the front of it and you have to think in your head, like, what is it? Or you, you can even type it in and then see, like, does that correspond to what you want to say? Um, I think it really depends on the kind of exam you have as well. Obviously, if you have an MCQ, it's really mm -hmm. handy to have practice MCQs mm -hmm. um, and then obviously just cover the answer and stuff. For more kind of like essay based exams, I think it helps me to um, think about like if I have studied to a point where I kind of have an idea for what I would say in a particular essay question, if you can kind of if you kind of know what's kind of come mm -hmm. up. Um, then I would do retrieval practice by like trying to remember the points I would bring into it. Because yeah, I always find it difficult to like I, I know I know it works for me anyway because well because of the research and also I've yeah. tried it in say neuroscience where you have multiple choice but mm. I find it hard to apply to something like uh, we did foundations of psychology last year so we had to learn about the history of psychology yeah. mm -hmm. and it's kind of difficult to apply it so um, I was just wondering if you had any technique. Yeah, but that sounds that sounds really. Good. I think yeah, like I would um maybe even have written like a sort of like essay plan or whatever and mm -hmm. try to because it is more difficult because there isn't just one answer mm -hmm. so you yeah. kind of have to pick like what am I gonna mention in like that like hour that I have for writing an essay answer or whatever um and I think I would have <clears throat> like I don't have a great trick it's basically just getting out a sheet of paper and then from memory trying to write down. The structure I would want to have in my head. Yeah, I I tried that before. It's yeah, really and I think that kind of that helps you because then you can also you know how lecturers always tell you like before starting the question write down the kind of structure you have. I like don't do that that much, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it is really helpful to even in the exam you kind of know where you're going. Then you mightn't remember all of the details yeah. of the you know what you studied, but at least you kind of know what the line of argument is, what the most important studies are that you're going to mention, all that kind of stuff, so, yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, I just had a question there I thought of when you were speaking. Uh, are you the type of person who tries to predict the questions that are going to come up and then studies only those ones? Um, or are you also someone who likes to cover everything? <laughs> Um, I would love to be the kind of person to cover everything. Um, I think a substantial amount of my time and like my time like communicating to other people on the course <laughs> before exams <laughs> goes into like how do you think do you they'd think like ask this and like surely they wouldn't be able to like blindside us with that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I do like I think just because I'm a very I think I'm very slow. Um, when I prepare for exams and I get distracted very easily and stuff. Um, this is why I'm a funny choice for this podcast, but maybe I'm not because uh, people will be like, okay, well, if, if she sounds a bit stupid, so if she can do it. Um, yeah, no, but like, um, so I think 
that's why I kind of have to be a bit more like, oh, what are the topics that are going to come up? I try to always do like enough so it works out kind of mathematically. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you yeah. know, you have to answer three yeah. out of six questions. Yeah. I think a lot of people do that. And I think that's definitely the most efficient way of doing it. Yeah. But um, and it depend depending on the module, I, I, I tend to, mm. normally I don't have time to do everything. So I just pick the ones that I think are most likely to come yeah. up. Um, but I would like to know about everything. But in, I mm. guess in the real world, like you're really not going to learn about everything in your course area because you're going to be, say if you're working as a psychologist, you're going to be specializing in an area. Yeah, you're exactly. You're not going to be doing everything. Yeah. Um, so is there a particular, particular area in psychology that you really enjoy or you're particularly interested in? Um, yeah, there's several. Um, <laughs> it changes a lot. We're just concerned so with, like, like what am I gonna do? <laughs> most recently. But most recently. I think, um, yeah, no, I, it's, there are some things that I, I'm kind of more constantly interested in. Um, I think from doing psychology and sociology and from being the kind of person who's interested in both, social psychology really kind of, yeah, like, that really interests me. Um, so anything to do with kind of like how people interact, like attitudes, um, but also more kind of like sad things like discrimination and um, mm -hmm. racism, sexism, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. I think that's really fascinating. Um, yeah, so that's that's one of the things. But it's way wider, obviously, than like yeah those examples. And there's so much more that's really interesting in psychology. Is are there any common misinterpretations that you get about psychology? And how would you answer them if you, if you were talking to the whole world about psychology? How would you straighten out the is reputation? That, is that your reach already with yeah. the podcast? <laughs> Just the, to, whole world. To the whole world. Um, yeah, I did. I think um, the oh, so can you read minds thing mm. is something you get a lot, and it annoys me a lot. I actually don't think I've heard that in a while. I think that was more when I was like in, in first, first and second year. When you meet new people yeah. like, in pressure, and yeah. everyone's like, "Can you read people's minds?" <laughs> and it's I do like I don't know. I think I think those things are fine to say because most like people say it as a joke. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's then just like when you get, when you're always the person who gets that joke, it's less funny for you mm -hmm. than like the person who's, who's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who makes that joke once. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's very true. And common misconceptions. I think sometimes people think of psychology as just kind of like the psychotherapy or leading to the psychotherapy route mm -hmm. um which i don't think it is i think even like before coming here and studying psychology you'd you'd probably expect there being more kind of like discussion of feelings or whatever mm -hmm. or like why mm -hmm. do people yeah whereas yeah. in reality it's it's so much wider and it's stuff like why do people i don't know like why do people perceives the color blue mm -hmm. in a certain way during certain lighting or whatever which you wouldn't think of at all probably i think uh, a lot of people think that there's not a lot of statistics in psychology and it's kind of like kind of waffling do you know? oh yeah they're like oh it's not a real science like uh, a lot of people who come into first year are really surprised at the amount of actual statistics and mm. how much software you use to make sure our research is statistically significant yeah um, so uh, I just have a few kind of quick, more fun questions at the end okay. to finish out the episode because I know you have to go to a lecture. Um, so are you a early bird or a night owl? 
Neither or both? I don't know. <laughs> Depends on the time of the year. <laughs> As you might have been able to tell from the start of the century, I'm not great at making decisions. I, I tend to flip in between waking up like really early and then yeah. like going stay up until like three o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, so if you were to finish this interview, step outside and find a lottery ticket Ooh. that ends up being, winning 10 million euro, what would you do? What would I do? Oh, Jesus. Um... <laughs> buy a house in Dublin and rent it out like, you know, but for, for you affordable might, prices you might, able, you might be able to get one it's <laughs> very true what a 10 million yeah maybe not um, um, no what would I do I um, oh god now I'm just triggered about the whole rent <laughs> that was another very, discussion for oh no day. yeah um, I don't know I'd I think money is weird. I don't think I'd like to have that much. That that's a really that's a really cop out answer. But I feel really uncomfortable with it. I'd like, ah! <laughs> I'd probably run around to everyone I know, being like, "What do I do with this?" And you then someone would take it off me, and it'll all be fine. You wouldn't organize a, a new psychological study on something. Was that what you were trying to No, I'm sure there'd be lots of really, really cool stuff that you could use lots of funding for. Oh, I could, yeah, I could use it for to pay people to participate in, yeah, in my FYP. <laughs> Get lots of participants. The best yeah. FYP in the history of <laughs> Everyone gets them. Um, I don't know. Um, so, what was the last thing you watched on TV and why do you watch it? Ooh, this is so dangerous. <laughs> I watch such shite sometimes. <laughs> Um, I think the last thing. So, is does Netflix count? Netflix count? Because yeah. yeah, okay. So then, the last thing I think I watched was um, Gilmore Girls, which is great. I'd really recommend it. Okay. I know some people don't like it. I've, I've I think it's very witty, it. and oh, it's um, it's a show about um a mother and a daughter in Connecticut in the U.S. and um. The mother had the daughter when she was really young, and it's like a single mother and stuff, and they're both really like smart and witty and like I don't know just the pa- the pace of the show is really really fast so it's like I don't know there's loads of like pop culture references and stuff um, which is a bit funny because it was it actually started being filmed in like the early 2000s so it's, it nearly like seems a bit outdated now but it's, <laughs> I don't know I love the characters I love how like funny it is and like really kind of warm and stuff and yeah two strong female leads as well, so. <laughs> excellent uh, and if you were to give one piece of advice to yourself about skulls when you were starting second year, what would it be? See, again, it's hard to pick just one thing. <laughs> but, um... Apart from topic areas. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I think it would, it, it would actually have very little to do with, um, with, like, the study aspect of it. Um... I think probably that everything's going to be okay, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. I obviously it worked out really, really well for me. I'm very privileged that way. But I think skulls, um, because the because of what the college has made it, um, uh-huh. it's made into this huge inachievable thing by people, including myself when I was studying for it. Um, and honestly, yeah, like. If I can get it, you can. I can see you as in generally. Eddie. Yeah, um, to not get intimidated. Um, to when you get kind of a bit worried and stuff. Um, to try to put that in, uh, aside and talk to people about it who are going to make you feel like you can do it and stuff. Um,
maybe don't talk to people who are under your course too much. Um, I don't know. Don't we we didn't really we didn't really have a problem with that. Um, I think we were all really like nice to each other about it and stuff, and um, that was lovely. But I I have heard from people that like it can get a bit like oh I've street this and I've street this and it's really mm-hmm, again mm-hmm. really intimidating. So yeah. Um, no, that sounds really helpful. Um, there's some good perspectives there. I think people might enjoy. Uh, so that that was the last question. So. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks and, very much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, nice chat.